Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. The Business Hangover is hosted by Nikki Mackey and Sarah Godfrey. We're a couple of business owners and advisors who've worked in one way or another as human behaviour analysts for individuals, businesses and organisations. We co-chair a national not-for-profit and we run our own highly successful businesses. We coach, mentor, advise, speak and write on all things biz and humanistic, all with a sense of humour and trying to keep it real. Together we invite you to think, be challenged, debate and take on what we've learned in our over 20 year of doing what we do. Nikki, how's your week been? You know, it's been pretty good. It's uh, been lots of surprises, uh, lots of unexpected opportunities flowing my way. And You I had think, a good week. Yeah. I know the secret sauce you're talking about. That's correct. <laughs> and that secret sauce has uh, really reminded me of the fact that sometimes the unexpected is better than anything you could have ever planned. And on the back of our, you know, are we are imposters and, and uh, fake identities, you certainly found out you're not last week through a, a range of reasons. But um, it was great coming off that episode to see that every now and then we, we get something from life that says, actually, not you're not a fake. You are really freaking A at your job. And, and I think it's just the surprise. The best thing about weeks like last week where you were expecting to have a challenging week and without even trying just little gems come out of the side that you weren't expecting and you realize that if you believe in yourself there's so much more you can give than where you try and sit down in front of a computer and say yeah I've got this Mm. sometimes it just happens you know a lot more than you give yourself credit to and I think that really connects into last week and we had some really great feedback we did we uh, I had um, a lot of people I'm not, not sure about you but certainly in the socials but personally you know even call me and say oh my god I've just listened to your uh, false imposter feedback and that's me that's me and uh, one of my colleagues we were going into a meeting and she said I'm that person right now I don't think I'm asking myself why am I in this meeting but uh, so I'm glad everyone liked it out there and um I think it's getting more and more traction, so share and follow and enjoy that. Um, but today I'm pretty pumped today because we have a guest, our first guest ever, <laughs> and uh, and we're going to talk about some uh, real stuff, some serious stuff, but also um, enlightening ways that those who are self-employed out there uh, can get through life's challenges. Um, so that's going to be pretty exciting. And of course, we're going to do our distractions and then a couple of tips to follow and then um, all of this will be in our blogs. Um, So I think we should pretty much get started. Absolutely.
Okay, so our incredible guest today is Nigel Sutton, and he is the founder and creative director of NDS Productions. Remember that name? He's a company specializing in visitor, customer, and audience engagement. Um, from working with zookeepers and silverback gorillas, he's shared the screen with Mr. Billy Connolly and he's developed educational programs for a slavery museum in the Middle East. I know Nigel because I've seen him at work, he's brilliant, but he has a unique perspective that brings fresh and insights and creative innovation to all his projects. And look, a little bit of disclosure, um, I have known Nigel most of my adult life <laughs> and I adore him. He's um, one of my great mentors. I find him inspirational and I love his guts. But today he's in his professional mood for me, <laughs> which may be hard for us to keep. But um, I, he has a, he's been through an incredible experience in the last few years, something that uh, rocked his world and certainly mine. And I thought it might be just really amazing for him to talk about how he got through it. Um, and as a self-employed business owner, how he managed to keep his business afloat during this time. So Nigel, I'm going to hand it to you. <gasps> Thank you so much for having me. I feel like I should have been here on the last one. <laughs> the imposter syndrome. It's like, oh, and I loved the uh, blog after that because it, it was so, uh, it gave a lot of clarity. Um, I thought it was fantastic. And I, I have had lots of conversations with people around that topic as a result mm. um, of that and recommended people to listen to it because I think everyone has it and, I, and it, what will stick with me forever is it's not a syndrome it's not a syndrome <laughs> no it's everyone, a phenomenon <laughs> everyone feels the same way uh, and which brings me to my story which is really common and i think it's really common in business uh, and in the business world which is that i was diagnosed with cancer uh an incurable cancer and yep. at the time could have been terminal because they didn't know how i'd respond to treatment and when you get diagnosed with a, a, a life-altering illness, it changes your dynamic in the world, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. Um, it certainly changes you personally, but today's focus, of course, is about business. And those two are intertwined. I mean, they're inseparable in that sense. But A, it came as a complete shock. So the diagnosis was unexpected. I'd had no symptoms whatsoever. Which is so Nigel, if you get to know him, you know, <laughs> if he's going to do it, he'll do it the unusual way. Yeah, yeah if you're going to do it. I mean, it was, it was. I, I'm happy to share that it was prostate cancer, mm. uh, but it was metastatic prostate cancer. So stage four metastatic prostate cancer, which basically means that it spread outside the prostate mm. and into, as I like to say, it had created a garden of tumours in the lower half of my <laughs> body and if you're going to do it do it well uh i was i was very proud my psa uh, which is normally between one and ten for most people was 650 at diagnosis yeah. and i went is it the record I was, <laughs> they were like no it's been higher i was like damn, damn. i don't want to be average i want to lead the pack um so that was my mindset to start with look in all honesty, in those, in those very first days, you do have a moment of stopping and thinking, what do I want from the world? Uh, what am I doing? Do I want to change? And for some people, they want to just stop everything they've ever done, uh, change business, change work, uh, change their minds on everything. Whereas for me, I had a really strong sense of I, my life was perfect just the way it was. And I, I'm I know there's no such thing as perfect, but it was, it was, I was content with my life as it was. I have um, fantastic support, fantastic love in my life. Uh, business was going incredibly well. So I just wanted more time. That was what hit me the most. I want more time to keep doing what I'm doing. How did it affect my business? Well, once I got over the survival shock of, oh my God, will or I won't I, uh, I had decided that I wanted to just keep going. 
the the lack of control you feel when you're diagnosed with a, a major health issue sends you into a bit of a spin. So you realise just how controlling you are. I already knew that anyway. <laughs> I'm have... saying nothing at the moment on that. What's weird is... You may be in good company. <laughs> Not that we're all control freaks here yeah. at all. Well, my speciality in my business is to is to identify areas of control that people have and release them from it, uh, which I find hysterically funny. <laughs> um, but, but there are some things that are really great in control. If you're driving me in a car, I want you to be in control of the car. So there are times when control works. Uh, the out-of-control sense you have uh, certainly made me feel like I wanted to be in more in control. So I drove the other way. I didn't give anything up. I actually doubled my capacity for work. Uh, I can guarantee that. <laughs> so I decided uh, it wasn't going to stop anything in my life. And the very first um, oncology nurse that I chatted with said, Nigel, you're just going to have to give up the idea of schedules and times and that's just not going to happen. And I looked at her and went, okay, the challenge is on. <laughs> So I never missed anything. I, never, I didn't miss an appointment. I didn't miss a job. Like I say, I took on more work. But I understand I was in survival mode. Mm, yeah. So, and I think anybody, uh, the advice I would always give, if you have the moment to be able to sit back and take stock, um, do it. Mm. Because I wasn't giving my body time to heal. So That's right. I, yeah. Nigel, um, I, we were had many conversations and he was flying here and doing this conference and facilitating that and writing scripts and doing ads and everything in between. And I just kept looking at him going, and you're doing treatment. Like, when are you going to stop in that moment? But he just, man, it was incredible. Just kept pushing through, even as you lost your hair. You know, even as you were sick sometimes from the chemo, he'd be going, yeah, 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 and now I'm off to Perth or I'm off to Sydney. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been like that, Mickey? You just can't, like, Absolutely. you know, power through no matter what. And I think, um, you know, one of the things is is that, and you're 100% correct, when, sometimes when you feel so out of control and unable to touch or alter the outcome, it's like, well, what can I do? So we go into overdrive mode and... It also, I don't know about you, Nigel, but I know when, you know, I've had situations like that, I tend to dig deeper and, you know, many people that know me would say it's my stubborn, evil, wicked side. <laughs> it's sort of like that I'm not going to lose. So if I can fly high in everything else, that will compensate for this really crappy part of what I'm going through. A big, absolutely. And and it's it's... What I realised the control was about not wanting to be changed by it. Yeah. So what I wanted was everything to stay the same. And so the status quo was if I just keep working and I work even harder, then this won't change me in any way. And, of course, that's a lovely idea, but yes. it's impossible to achieve because I was hugely changed by this mm -hmm. event and still am being changed by this yes. event. There was a lot of fear and control masks fear. And so I was, you know, I would laugh. I, you know, I love humour. Mm. There was there was a lot of laughter through the whole process. Oh gosh, um, yeah. So much so that I actually had said to, during one of my chemo sessions, we better keep this down to my husband who came to every one of my chemo sessions with me. And the nurse came to me and said, no, 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 this place needs more laughter than it mm. needs tears. If you find it funny, then keep laughed, laughing. So laughter really is the best medicine. Mm. But what I, when I had time to sit still, um, I looked at what the fears were. So first fear was that my client base and the and the contracting that I was doing, that people would think of me as weak or incapable. Yep. So that was one of my first big fears. So I confronted that 
fairly early on. And I look, we hold that because I think that's really important when you run your own business or, you know, you're a consultant or a client base because there is this stupid idea we get that our physical strength means our business is strong. Whereas the business can be really, really strong and we can be unwell as long as we've structured our business to drive forward without us. But I get like that. Like I, I can count how many days sick I've had because, you know, um, you know, you've got to be there. You've got to service your clients. Everyone's more important than you are. And it's a thing I think self-employed or owner business people really struggle with is separating. I can be a physically weak or even emotionally weak, yes. but that doesn't mean my mm. business suffers. And I think you're 100% correct. I think it's also around that we perceive that people will then treat us differently because we're showing we're human. Mm. And, you know, one of the things, if you think about all the great workplaces out there when people come with adversity, if it be illness or, you know, various things that occur in their life and people don't just drop you. People dig deep just as you dig deep through that time frame. But I agree, Nigel, I think that's one of the biggest fears is that what's this all been for, in a sense, if I drop the ball? Yeah, and, and my experience when I finally, um, I was with a client, um, a large corporation I've been working with for nearly a decade. We were doing a roadshow around Australia for conferencing. And I sat at the meeting and we finished and I said, look, can we all stay behind? I'd like to have a quick chat with you. And, we all sat and I, and I disclosed because I went, uh, and also I felt an obligation that yeah. they should know because I was about to go into intensive chemotherapy <laughs> and I'd be on a road show with them. And, and I thought, I'm going to look slightly differently. Yeah, People might, goes on. And, it's, and, and, and this is a health profession. So yeah. they would know, they'd go, oh, hang on a minute. Uh, and I disclosed and the, the first reaction was the the expected reaction, which was people were shocked yes. and there was a lot of empathy. But the second was, and this was the statement I will never forget, and it'll, <clears throat> I'll wobble in my voice as I say it, but they said to me, we hire you, not your cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like you're, you know, we, 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 we have trust and faith in you and we'll be guided by you. And if you say mm -hmm. you're not capable of doing something, we'll believe you. And if you mm -hmm. say you are capable, then we believe you. Yeah. So we're just guided by you, mm -hmm. but you are not your health issue. That's mm -hmm. just a part of what's happening to you in your life right now. So that was a really, that was a gift. That's a great response too. It is a great response. You know, that, that's the stuff and those are the companies that you go, I'll, I'll put in that extra, you know, 100% because they've actually hit the mark. Yeah, they made me feel incredible. That's what I needed to hear. Mm. Like uh, that, you weren't that, cancer. You yeah. were Nigel battling cancer. Yeah, and that's you right. and what you were saying before that's, that sometimes we don't separate those two mm. things mm. Um, is 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 absolutely true. But that was a beautiful thing that they did and said, and that gave me the strength then to just continue on and disclose to who anyone anyone at work who I thought I needed to. Yes. Nigel, you know, you talked about, you know, vulnerability from a sort of a personal perspective and having to tackle some of those fears. How did you feel vulnerable from a business perspective and were there any things that you would have done differently if you had the time to plan? Oh, gosh. Um, 
Definitely, I would have looked at a contingency plan for health for me. Mm -hmm. um, I think in small to medium businesses, particularly, we look at business plans and building our empires, but we never factor in that we uh, might get sick or mm -hmm. that something may actually mm -hmm. happen to us. And I think I, I imagine us all just with our fingers behind our backs, with our fingers crossed, <laughs> going, <laughs> I certainly hope it doesn't. And these conversations you hear often where someone will go, oh, but I can't get sick. Oh, I just, I wouldn't be, I can't afford for that to happen. Mm. That line, I can't afford to be sick. That's I don't right. know how many times I have said that in my 20 years of running a business. I just can't afford to be sick so I don't get sick. That's going to be my philosophy in life. Yeah, and, and or the business won't survive without me. And I yes. don't mean that within somebody within, because you often hear that within an organisation, yes. and that can be about someone being really controlling. <laughs> but in this sense, if your business can't survive without you, then you don't have a business. That's right, yeah. So it, it won't continue. And, and uh, with my diagnosis, it was totally unexpected. Yeah. So I had not planned in any way, shape or form for my business for me to be um, outside of it in any yeah. way, shape or form. Yep. Now, I kept pushing through, but what I really needed to do was slow some of that down yep. and take time out to heal. Um, and it would have been of better benefit to me to be able to do that. But I couldn't because I was, I am my business. Yes. In, as, as I slowly unraveled that, I realised that what I needed to do was find new ways to do my business. And interestingly enough, as a huge coincidence, <laughs> I started to convince my clients who there was a lot of pushback to do things digitally so I could do things online mm -hmm. and do training sessions and uh, coaching sessions, etc., online. And there was a lot of pushback because people went, yeah, but you're you and you've got to be face to face. Mm, and The energy. Yeah, yeah you've yeah. got to have the energy. How will it work in that? Of course, events came to pass that made everybody have to do that. <laughs> well, the and, silver lining of COVID. <laughs> and, I, and I still think there's a balance between the digital world and face-to-face. -face. There are some things in face-to-face -face and nuances yes. and energies in creativity that I think um, work better face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. But do I believe that I can achieve and run my business off an online platform? Yes, I do. Yes. Uh, with minimal face-to-face, -face, if that if that's the case, absolutely, because I've done that now. Mm -hmm. But this was prior to, you know, COVID happening. So I realised that I had to build in that, that safety net within yep. my business and also then find other people who can deliver what I deliver. Mm. <laughs> uh, a book that's been, I've been writing for, gosh, what, 25 <laughs> years? Um, of which I already have a whole client base who've been asking me over yeah. and over and over, please write the book, please write the book. Uh, so I now have an editor and I'm actually writing the book because no, I can actually give that book to someone yes. uh, and then I can train somebody to run some of the sessions and, yeah. et cetera, that I run. So I've realised... That's a contingency plan. You, you know, we, we need to look beyond this moment and it's hard when you run your own business because often it is a very day-to-day -day or year-by-year -year function. But I you're think so it's right. Also, though, Sarah, too, as well, is that our businesses. I mean, we're we're all business owners sitting here today, and our business started with an idea, and it started with our own skill set. And as much as you want to create, a, you know, like a mini me, um, that's a really hard thing to do whilst still evolving the business because you're the business developer you're the strategy mm. you're the salesperson you're the business development person and by the way you've got to find someone else mm. that has your ethos that has your wit mm. that has your energy when they work walk mm. in the room what is that line you know you can't pilot the plane if you're if you're if you're still tinkering on the mechanics you know hang, or, on. hang on i'm really bad with metaphors so how bad did i get that <laughs> 
We got the gist. We got the gist. <laughs> I think there's a. I think I also looked at and realised that, that that I had built my own problems in mm-hmm. the sense that um, I had bought into the idea that only I could do it. Mm, that yes. I was unique. The founder complex. Was, yeah, 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 that it was all yeah, about me. Same. And I think I absolutely realised that I had trained a lot of my clients into the belief that there was nobody else that could possibly do this, as opposed to the content and the ideas that I deliver are worthwhile. Yes. They're, they're the things that are the meaningful yeah. part of what I do. Mm-hmm. The delivery of it can change in a hundred different ways. And I train a lot of tour guides uh, in in the notion that their individuality, who they are, has to come out in what they do because yeah. every audience member or visitor that sees them has a different personality. Mm-hmm. And so if every tour guide had the same personality, it just wouldn't work. And so in the same way, mm-hmm. uh, the content is king mm-hmm. and the delivery mechanism can change and be variable. And it doesn't mean that if we don't do the service, it's no great service. It just means it's not our way of doing the service. And again, when we talk a lot, um, Nikki and I, about authenticity and individuality and being unique, you know, when we get that founder complex and don't share, we're limiting other people's ability to add their uniqueness and their flavour to it, which could enhance it for all we know. So it's, it's opening the doors and saying it can be done differently than the way I do it. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think that happens in every business regardless of size is that, you know, when I put my HR hat on, it's like, oh, everyone must create their successor. But in reality, everyone, what you need to create is the methodology, the nuts and bolts that make your offer amazing. Delivery is about giving other people the opportunity to tap into their little inspirational quirk that we all have Mm. ourselves and respecting I think that different doesn't always mean not as good and there's a vulnerability there in, is. in in allowing others to interpret your work that's and I think that's a big part of growing your business is to actually be vulnerable as a business yes. and not be so tightly packed with it that if I give it away, somehow mm. they're going to destroy it, it won't be as good. Mm. Because again, Allow it, it to evolve back- and morph, you know. It creates, as you're saying, Nick, the evolution of your business is it has to grow and change. Absolutely. Otherwise it stores and stagnates and then you're just doing what you do, but it might be outdated now. Yeah, and I think the other thing is as well is that, you know, I, I don't know, I think, you know, we've all come through our own personal journeys but also the worldwide phenomenon and I think what it's done I know personally it's reset me as to well what are we what are you doing all this for you know we keep running and we run faster and we pivot and you know we come up with bright shiny ideas of what we're going to do next but I think it's also about Um, I recently lost, you know, and I've talked about it before, someone very close to me and it's about what do you want to be known for? And, you know, it's creating something that other people can pick up, run with and champion is the most inspirational feeling. And I'm sure you found that, you know, people that you put a little bit more trust in to run with it and go, okay, it's different, but it's still great. Yeah, it's it's. I imagine, because I don't have any children, <laughs> doesn't it make the expert? Um, oh, you got my children. Is that it's the same thing, that you do yeah. so much and then they go out into the world and they grow and they do whatever they want to do. And so, I, yeah, I think it's the same process in a way. Yeah. It's you, like cutting the workplace umbilical cord, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. And letting it... <laughs> and also, 
that might go somewhere you never expected and be 10 times more so magnificent true. than you could ever have imagined. So what is that fear of ours is, you know, that to let go and say, particularly when we're in crisis mode and 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 as unwell as we are when we're battling cancer and as, as unwell as you were, you know, what is the fear just to not let, you know, let it go and go, you know, here's what I do. Can you take it over and see what you do with it? I think there's... There, there's two things that I think that I felt uh, really strongly. One was letting it go meant never having it back again, mm, like yeah. it wouldn't return to me. And because the cancer diagnosis might mean death. Yeah. And so there is that permanency that if I let this yes. go, that's it. Yeah. It's gone forever, which is untrue. Mm. Uh, it is if you die, but not for your business. Yes. Uh, so I think that, that those two things, kind of, you can laugh, <laughs> run in together. There's a lot of giggles <laughs> when I say in all of this. So there's, there's, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing about it going, yeah, you could die. But <laughs> well, there's a blunt, there's an incredible bluntness that comes from this kind of, well, it does, you know, you just like say, um, yeah, yeah. You, you just say it as, 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 as it, it is, is. Mm. and laughter is like really, really important as a part of it, I think, but mm. there, there, I'm losing my track now. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't matter. I put you completely off. off the, no, 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 no. I was. I had it. No, what it was it was. I had a thought, and I was holding onto the thought instead of letting it go. So, Nigel, what have you taken from all that fear and uh, chaos and reflection moving forward in your business? Because you, I, I know you're you're still <laughs> doing co uh, conferences and facilitating and writing, and I know overseas are asking you how to do more training programs. So, what do you think? You know, what is the learning for you from that whole experience? Um, and for all listeners, Nigel's in um, incredible remission at the moment, so it's it's really exciting. But what are you going to do differently, do you think, with your business from now on? Gosh, um, this is something that I think it's a lived experience and I'll say it and it'll still be one of those things until it happens to you. People probably won't do it, <laughs> but, it but it is very much to enjoy the process rather than be so focused on the outcome that you've got to wait till you get to this point to mm. actually feel like you've achieved something. Yeah. So I spend a lot more time in the process now and enjoying the process. Mm -hmm. And if I see the process is going to be really unhinging or difficult to get to the end result, I say no. Mm. So I'm saying I know a lot more than I used oh, to. Yeah. Uh, I've certainly learned You've that. Never but said no. You always say, yeah, yeah, of course I can, of course I can. And also for that for that exact reason is that when you run your own business, the other fear is if I say no, mm. then it, the next one might not come in. Absolutely. So I trust that the next day will happen. So you're backing yourself. You found <gasps> self-trust. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I found that through vulnerability. Yeah. Vulnerability taught me to self-trust, yeah, which is yeah. not how my mind told me. No, it me. isn't. My mind, said, so, <laughs> my mind told me uh, achieving, mm. big, you know, getting lots of things, uh, more money, all of those things were going to yeah. give me self-trust. But in fact, the lack of control and vulnerability gave me a lot more understanding of self-trust. So, yeah. yeah, I back myself a lot more. I back my business and mm. the worth of my yeah. business mm. now. I spend more time, uh, again, going through the process 
but also allowing myself deliberately taking in time to rest. Mm. Yeah. It's at as Oh my God, self-care. <laughs> we talk about self-care so much yeah. and sometimes it can be, yeah. for example, this is one that, I, that came up a lot, was half an hour between Zoom meetings. Mm. Yeah. Yes, just just I go for a walk. I just went. I can't do back to back. It's throwing my brain in. And it was like, uh, what's happening? And it's like I'm being really. uh, It was ten times more exhausting doing it over a video. Mm. And so I just went. Okay, no back to backs. Half an hour in between. Mm. Go for a walk and managed it beautifully. Mm. Like it was. I had so much more clarity in the work that I was doing. Yeah. And and people saw that and felt that and reflected that, which is why I got more work. But you still have to. you know space things out yeah I think you've got to make that conscious decision and I think you're right you know I know having you know experienced significant illness in in myself but also in my family um and having you know cancer touch our lives is that you suddenly kind of learn that you always worry about the what if if I say no to this job does that mean I'm going to get any more jobs because you know I have a responsibility to support the wages and the welfare of other people um, that again we keep putting ourselves to the bottom of the list and I think um, one of the biggest learnings I know I've taken away in the last few years has been you know we, tr- we make ourselves indispensable but to whose value is that it's not to our clients mm. and it's not to ourselves oh, absolutely my, my, my big learning moment was a couple of years ago when my dad died of leukaemia. Within a month, Nigel was diagnosed and my um, sister-in-law was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I think that's the moment. It took three whammies <laughs> before I went, I have, to, I have to change. And so I made decisions about what clients I was going to see. I started reducing my hours. And you know what? Nothing happened in terms of my business is thriving. Mm. I'm better because I can take on things like this and other more enjoyable um, activities. But I had to learn through that pressure coming on that I had to be emotionally available for more people than just a couple, that the work is a job. My identity isn't the business, Mm. but it can, if you do it well, be a beautiful, sustaining um, part of your life, but it doesn't have to be your whole life. And I think that's, you know, really important because so... I can't tell you how many times people say to me, so give me the the secret sauce of how you get the work-life balance. Well, in my world, it's not about work-life balance. It's just work is one of the other things I do in my life. So it's not the consuming thing, but it's an element of what I do in my life. So, you know, today, beautiful sunny day in Melbourne, You know, I'm going to, you know, do things around the house. I'm going to hang out with the kids. I'm going to do the thing that, you know, makes me tick, which is doing the podcast today. Um, But you know what? If I get to do some work, I get to do it. That's okay. But I think we put so much internal pressure on ourselves to be everything to everyone. But at the end of the day, that's self-care and I am the worst self-care. I do no exercise. I'll guarantee you that. <laughs> In fact, I, I'm going to join you, Nikki, on that one. Yeah. <laughs> As Nigel and I were discussing at lunch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what? We, we go for all We this, shit at oh, self-care, you know, Nikki. We really are. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll get to it. We'll give our love. We'll give our care. We'll give our time mm. to everyone else but ourselves. Mm. But I think, um, you know, 
whammies like you said sometimes it's more than one but those whammies it's like that little you know give you a hug and a slap at the same time and mm. say you know what it's time to breathe because mm. your perception of the sky falling in has happened is, yeah has <laughs> happened and you still got up the next day yeah and for every day you can get up the next day then it's about being grateful and taking away those fears and isn't that really about being human is that we have to learn and we can't learn if we dig our feet in the sand and say I'm not moving like I want it to stay the same I want my business to be the same and I want my life to be the same and I want my relationships to be the same and the idea is life is going to drag you forward whether you want it or not so so you know I think we can earn I think why I wanted you to talk, other than I love your guts and you're really fun, <laughs> is that um, of, of the people that I've met, um, you did two things. You powered through, and I know that kept you going. It had to keep you going. But I'm talking to you afterwards, and meaning since um, remission has kicked in for you, the, the learning and the way you look at how you actually got through it was so insightful. And I've loved hearing you talk today about, yeah, well, maybe I did kind of just work my way through cancer treatment. <laughs> and uh, I think I think the growth is incredible for all of us trying to get through those moments. You are just making me laugh when I was talking to my doctor and I went, um, I've got this really bad um, pain in the back of my ankle and I had actually torn a ligament. And um, he said, how, how did you do it? And I said, I was doing a special forces class. And he said... <laughs> A what? And I explained what a special forces class was, which is, you know, where you're in the gym and it's like an old PE class, basically with stations and somebody with a whistle who goes, faster, longer, harder, more sit up, 100 burpees. And he said, Nigel, when I said you needed regular exercise, I meant walking the dog. <laughs> so during chemo, it's great to keep active. He said, but maybe not a special forces class on your, like, sixth treatment. He said, you might be overdoing it a little bit because your body didn't have time to heal. Yeah, so yes. you're damaging the muscles and all those things while you're under treatment. But that was that typical me going, oh, well, if I'm going to do it, I'll do it really strong. <laughs> Again, not wanting to be vulnerable. Yeah. And it always just swings back. And I yeah. love the conversations that we've had mm. about vulnerability. And when I was being vulnerable and being open and honest about my business practice to people, what it did was the complete opposite to what I expected. It brought yeah. out the vulnerability in others. So everybody yes. has a story. Oh, it's an incredible, yes. incredible key to it. You're right. We, we we should talk more of that in another session. But it does. It opens the door for Absolutely. other people to drop their work identity and go, I'm scared too and this is my reason. Yeah, and so many people told me their stories of mm. either their own journeys or the journeys yes. of family members. Mm. And so what it, what it did, and it's a cliche, it made me feel not alone. Mm. I felt like that everybody has been touched in some way. Everyone yes. has this experience and therefore I knew I was going to get through it. And I think it's also what it's done is it humanises you know it creates that really human-centric approach to everything that we do and we put people in boxes and we think if they're a work relationship there's a certain way we need to behave Mm. but I know you know my motto in life has always been that if you if you can't laugh about it if you can't put your hand up and say okay I messed up Mm. then really how good are you at what you do because vulnerability mm. is what people trust. I was, I was going to say, when we do that, we build this innate trust. It's Absolutely. People don't realise that they're forging a trusting bond, but they are. They, they get that relief. This is someone who's not going to hide. And in business, that honesty is really powerful and, and it's, it's worth more than money, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what creates sustainability.
All right, so it's, um, you know, just have to thank Nigel wholeheartedly. It is so lovely to hear how, you know, other people, Sarah and I are well and truly the control freaks as well. Um, you know, if you hadn't guessed that by now. Um, but I think it's, you know, we all tackle these things in different ways. And, you know, the most empowering thing is the learnings that we pick along the way and how we impart that with others but also how it changes some of the decisions we make and that we accept that we're not always the identity we try and portray all the time but um over to you know something a bit lighter maybe lighter in terms of what are our distractions and tips for this week so i'll throw over to sarah to me Okay, well, my distraction was um, that uh, a friend of mine for, for a billion years is a musician, singer-songwriter, and my partner plays in many bands too, and they've played in this band for ages. Anyway, uh, another friend, <laughs> lots of friends apparently, another friend uh, did a documentary um, on his kind of journey through the Melbourne uh, rock scene, so from punk to mod to Britpop and everything in between and it was just a beautiful little story of one man's passion in music and at the end they got up on stage and they did a couple of sets and there was you know a huge crowd and it was a really great buzz but I sat there looking at them and thinking these are 60 year old men still hitting it hard out there a bit sweaty and more tired than they would be but you know they're still giving it a great shot and the film really made me realize how important it is to have a passion and how not to give up just because you're getting old. You know, if you love it, keep going because I think there's something about how it shows people that life is this really long, long thing we're involved in. And if we give up because we're getting older or life's complicated or we have families, I think we lose a part of ourselves. So watching them, I saw, you know, a group of men, but the, for a while there, they were these young rockers, you know? You just saw them getting into the music. They'd forgotten who they were, how old they were. The crowd, you know, look, it was full of oldies, but all in black, of course, because we're Melbourne. But, you know, you could see the crowd forgot too. We yeah. were all just back in that moment when this was really happening. And I just think it was a really lovely. So my distraction was um, enjoying ageing, enjoying rock stars and enjoying my God, my selection of friends who are so damn creative. And oh, the documentary is called um, Don't Let Go, so look out for it. It's really fun. You know what? And I think 100% correct is, and it really it does link into our distractions, my distraction, and not that Sarah and I are twins in everything we do, but um, I think it's... Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's, it's around that passion's really important. I've, you know, in all my business life and much to my husband's disgust sometimes um, is I've walked away from jobs that I haven't liked anymore because passion and I've always been about that I love what I do and I'm fortunate enough to be paid for it and the last few weeks for myself have been distracting professionally and personally um, where I start to you know question that confidence of who really am I because other people can't always see the, the the strength and value. But what I've found in the last few weeks is that I've done some, had some amazing opportunities to meet some great people unexpectedly um, and participate in doing work that I love that 
you know, I can work for be standing up in front of a group of people for 10 hours a day and I'm less exhausted than if I laid on the couch all day because the, I thrive from that energy and the fun and the laughter and and being able to pull things together. Sarah and I did a whiteboard session. Oh, we should oh take a goodness. photo of that. If you oh, could no, ever, you know, <laughs> see the craziest mind map, that was our mind map. It went off the whiteboard onto papers. Absolutely. <laughs> Multicolored. But what it did is it really reminded me is that sometimes you get distracted in trying to be everything for everyone else rather than remembering that it's actually about what makes you happy getting out of bed. Mm. You're better professionally. You're better personally. I know my, you know, children think that I'm a slightly better mother this week because I've cooked food for once. Yeah. And, <laughs> and But also that I've been happier despite lots of challenges. The, the passion flies through. And I'm not pretending to be anyone. That thing you do you, you know, I love that saying. You just do you and don't worry what everyone else is doing or what they think of you. Yeah, and I think it extends then to, you know, if I could think about um, the tips that I've really taken away and that I want to share with everyone today is just about being yourself, the good, the bad and the ugly. You know, it's about balance because the unexpected will come up and bite you before you know it. And sometimes it's a great unexpected and sometimes it's horrific. But you know what? Just accepting the good, bad and ugly and living to your own expectation, not that of others, I think is the way that you get to, you know, enjoy what I do, which is the fact that I just love what I do every day and occasionally I get paid for it. And that's the most important thing. Well, well, my tips are um, from a um, Gary, Gary, I've got a speech impediment, Jerry Stengel from Forbes Women. And they're around um, having cancer in business. And she had things, and I thought, I read these, and I'm going to read them out again because it's kind of our first four episodes. Yeah. So uh, build your team to have your back, which we call the brew crew or the kick-ass team. Yeah. Surround yourself with community support, theory of resilience, which we, we looked at in, I think, episode two. Uh, set up your processes, procedures, and define your culture, which I think you were tapping into. That's something Very you nice were asking that. people to do with their healthcare um, plan moving forward. And have purpose and um, live in your purpose. So work out why am I doing this in the first place? Um, and I, the last one, I think this is our motto, go for what you want. Just really enjoy doing what you want. And those are the tips for when you're being diagnosed and in treatment. And they're really simple, aren't they? None of them are about, you know, open up a new business or um, you hire 55,000 people or, or quit your business. They're really like these stable anchors about just stay in your lane, get focused on what is going to make you happy. Yeah, and I think it's that grounding process, isn't it? It's grounding back to to what's important. Nigel, what's your tip? Gosh, um, I know I'm throwing it out there. Poor Nigel, I'm no, just shoving no, him under please. the bus. <laughs> um, sometimes you'll hear people say, I'm really grateful I had cancer. I'm not one of those people. No. Um, I'll always say, cancer, no, I, that, yeah, yeah, my cancer. I, I'm, I'm not grateful to have cancer. However, I'm grateful for what cancer has taught me. Yes. yes. So that I'm eternally grateful for. Um, I, I've developed and grown and changed uh, as a result of this. My business has also developed and grown and changed because it just will. If you grow as a person, yes. your business grows with you. And so 
it's opened up avenues and new ways of doing business for me that I hadn't had before. Mm-hmm. So my tip is, even though this might feel like the most disastrous thing that's ever going to happen in your life, trust that if you allow yourself to be vulnerable and go through the change, wherever it takes you will be a better place than where you started. It sounds insane, but it's true because yeah. growth always improves you. It always improves And growth you. comes with these big challenges. Growth doesn't happen when we're sitting back, you know, in a bed of our money with, uh, you know, all these luxury items around us. It happens in the hard, hard shit, that's for sure. 100%. And I think it's, you know, I think all of us have in different ways come back to that very defining purpose and that's to you know live in the moment for what the moment gives you beautifully and, and, said and just reflecting on that and you know asking yourself you know i always say to people even if it's the end of a bad day okay it was a crappy day but what would i do different you know what am i now going to do different as a result of it and i think that's the biggest learning that we can take away so on our blog, there's some. Um, we're going to include some tips from the Cancer Council. There's a booklet there that might be really handy, just on how to work your business when you're under treatment, and just some ideas which might be helpful for you lot out there. Nigel, gorgeous, thank yeah. you so much for coming in. I just and love your guts. And welcome Yay. to our tribe. Welcome to our tribe. We will have you back on again, um, maybe talking about um, some really innovative stuff and training procedures and, and the way that you do workshops and training um, it's just amazing so anyone who wants a fantastic facilitator speaker writer conference workshop trainer NDS Productions uh, we'll have um, the details on our blogs as well um, but Nigel is uh, it's hard to explain and everyone says this until you see him in action you just don't get it but he has this <laughs> incredible funny challenging raw real way of um, getting you to go places you never thought you would in a business and leadership model so so again thank you it's been my absolute pleasure okay well that thank wraps you. it up again for us Nikki. yep that's us um we'll look forward to next time and um again throw throw us some ideas anything you'd like to, us to to really challenge some of the traditional boundaries on um because we are really here for you and want to respond to ways that we can share some of our insights yeah we we won't run out of ideas but it's nice to have ideas from other people (laughs) we like to share we like to share okay thanks so much thank you bye bye So that wraps up another episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow us and read the blogs, The Extra Sip. You can uh, share, follow and sponsor us just by contacting us. Find us on Instagram at The Business Hangover, at Sarah Godfrey AU and at Nikki Mackey 92 You can follow us on our LinkedIn at Sarah Godfrey and at Nikki Mackey and on our web business uh, pages, peopleassets.com.au, nikkimackie.com.au, sarahgodfrey.com.au and movingmindsets.com.au. Okay, until next time.
So that wraps up another episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow us and read the blogs, The Extra Sip. You can uh, share, follow and sponsor us just by contacting us. Find us on Instagram at The Business Hangover, at Sarah Godfrey AU and at Nikki Mackie 92 You can follow us on our LinkedIn at Sarah Godfrey and at Nikki Mackie and on our web business uh, pages, peopleassets.com.au, nikkimackie.com.au, sarahgodfrey.com.au and movingmindsets.com.au. Okay, until next time.